let them go. Good morning. How is everybody? Sister Newton, how you doing? How is Connecticut? Good. How's Brother Newton and the kids? That's fantastic. Do they know you down here or you just ran away? Okay. How's Mom? All right. So good to see you. Tell everybody in Connecticut we say hi. How's everybody else? Good. Good to see everybody. Weather's changing. Holiday is coming. Then it be 2018. I remember when I was 18. Seemed like the holiday would never get here. Now that I'm, seem like every week the, the years are running. Right, Brother Johnson? Yeah, and I'm just 60s. When I get your age, uh, it's going to be like every other day. But God is good all the time. Those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We're just happy that you stopped by with us this morning. We pray that something will be said that will cause you to want to get a closer relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And those of you who are visiting from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is good to see you. It's just so good when we can come together, open God's book, study his word, which is able to save our souls and those of us who worship here with brother and sister but there we're just happy to see you it's so good uh yesterday we had the um, leadership meeting and um some exciting things that is about to happen and the we got approval for the loan and the renovation and all of that um the goal is the, the kitchen is going away. The kitchen is going to be somewhere over there. Uh, the tape ministry and everything will be in one area. All of us will be able to worship together, but we'll still have two services. Uh, the office is going to change. The bathrooms are going to change. The Help me. Part of nursery and everything is going to be on that side the baptistry and everything will be here bathrooms on both sides with room and all of that the goal is to start in january and hopefully by the grace of god we'll be done in april if everything go well so sometime between april and may if the weather permit we shall be back We'll have a fellowship weekend when we come back, and uh, it's going to be good. The fellowship hall will be back on that end, and everything. And prayerfully, we would be able to pay for it. Amen. I always save the best for last. They don't give it to you. We got to pay for it. 
and, and, and I'm not worried. Brother Fauci used to say the money is in the people's pocket. We just got to get it out. And God is going to, to bless us if we stick with the, the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm almost finished with what I need to say this morning. But I do need, uh, is there anything else I need to say? Oh, uh, Sister Loretta, you're going to get a new kitchen, okay? Okay, y'all just got to say what you want in there. And there's going to be a drawing out there. You, you know, everybody sees big stuff. It's the little things that makes it good. And there was some things yesterday. We didn't know where it's going to go. So when you see the drawing, if you think of something that we missed, please say it before they finish it. Is that all right? Yeah, but don't come and say, we need an elevator. That's not happening. We're not putting escalators. That's not happening either. And, uh, but we will give you to say two or three things. Is that all right? First Timothy, first Peter. How you, how you doing? I couldn't say nothing to you from up there. I had to come back here. Oh, and you pointing her out. How y'all doing? Huh? I didn't say nothing. Well, you live in Boston. You still. Fly USA? I'm oh, you Jeff Blue? And family fly, fly free? Sure. I got my touches for you. See me after. <laughs> I need somebody who can. It ain't free. But look here. Just get me on the plane cheaper than 100 bucks, and I'll be all right. I, all out? When the plane go down? Everybody going down. It doesn't matter whether you first class or not. All I want to do is be on the plane. First class people go down with it. Okay, good. Teach me that. All right. So good to see y'all. And you're not living in Boston. So where you living? Brother, send me know you over here. Text him. If you needed something, you'd text him. Text him and let him know. I'm over with Brother Bethea. How you doing, Wes? Why are you so happy these days? You're just a happy person. Amen. Why is Sister Fox so happy? Just two, this is the happy people row. If anybody need to be happy, just tell them move over. And let y'all sit on the happy people row. Y'all know I don't have much to say, right? <laughs> Sister Stevens, are we ready? All right, well, why didn't you tell me stop talking so we can read? All right, here we go. Seeing you have purified your soul in obeying the truth, 
through the spirit unto unfamed love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower therefore followeth away. But the word of God in... And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Focus our attention right there. Verse number 25. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God, Jesus says, endureth forever. The thing that will last forever is the word of God. Whenever we are in a crisis, the salvation for whatever we are in is the word of God. It doesn't matter what the church is. The church is going to go away, but the word of God is what Peter said will endure forever. The enduring word of God, if you need a scripture, uh, subject. The enduring word of God. Now, what do I mean by that? The, the word will last forever. The word is the thing that will endure forever. The land is shrinking. Scientists say for years, you keep living, California will no longer be to be an island by itself. Shrinking. The ozone, shrinking. Global warming is alive. I don't care what the White House says. Global warming is present. The church is shrinking. But the word of God will endure forever. Paul says to Timothy, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the quick and the dead at his appearance. He said, but preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke with all long-suffering and doctrine. He said, for the time will come. And if Paul had to rewrite it, he'll say, the time has come. 
where men will not longer endure sound doctrine. But after they own lust, having itching ears, not heeding unto the righteousness of God, he said, but I am now ready to be offered in the time of my departure as I am. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness with the Lord. The righteous judge should give to me at that day and at his appearing. But he said, but not to me only, but unto all that love his appearing. And the only way that we are going to be able to stand before the judgment seat of God justified is the enduring word of God. Amen? Yeah. We live. We lived in the most civilized country in the world. We live in the most civilized country in the world. But when it comes to religion, we live in the most ignorant country in the world. Why you say that, Brother Frazier? Because we are, con this country is the most confused country when it comes to religion than any other country in the world. And, 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 and maybe, and we live in a democratic society free to do and worship whom we want to. I'm happy for the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. They give me rights that I, can, I, that I do not have to worry about persecution for worshiping God. But our country is the most ignorant country when it comes to worshiping God. Well, why do you say that? The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter number 10, verse 1, he said, Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is that Israel might be saved. He said, I bear them record that Israel have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, they being ignorant of God's righteousness had gone about to establishing their own righteousness. Now, I am not calling people ignorant. I am calling the worship for which they render ignorant because they don't know what to do. So Paul says, they have gone about to establishing their own righteousness not heeding unto the righteousness of God. And so when you don't know what to do, you then seek to do what you think is right, whether God heed to it or not. 
So then if, 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 if you don't know what to do and you don't understand, go where God's word is. The Bible is the word of God. Not computers, not iPhone, not tablets, not just telephone. It's the word of God. You can go on your telephone right now if you got a smartphone and you just ask them about something and they'll give it to you. That's not the word. That's a man who put that in there. Well, Brother Frazier, you saying to use a telephone is wrong? No, because the Bible is on the telephone. The Bible is on your iPhone. I'm just telling you to use it. I don't like flipping pages no more. You don't have to. You just talk to it. Have you ever gotten a text from me? And you say, well, what did he mean here? I just talk in, and you know, because my southern accent, sometimes they don't pick up the word all the way. I meant to say yes to Danny, say yes to. Say, what is Brother Fraser talking? I just talk into the phone. If you don't know something, ask the phone. It'll tell you. Where is salvation? If you ask the right question, even the phone will tell you, it's in Christ. How do you get it? And, and, and when I'm tired of this woman with this accent on my phone, I just change it. Give me somebody from America. It's all right there. How could we be ignorant of God's righteousness? And then the second thing, in Judges chapter number 21 and verse number 25, here's the other reason why. The, the, the Bible says in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, he says, in those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did which was right in his own eyes. That's another reason why we, 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 we struggle with Christianity because not only do we live in the most ignorant, but every man want to do their own thing when it comes to religion. The Bible says in the days, in those days, there were no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. How could we do what we want to do when it comes to religion? When it comes to Christianity, it's like your house. No one could come into your house and do what they want to do. When my family come up, my wife said, y'all make yourself at home. That's just the nice thing to say. 
She don't mean for them to act like they act at home. First thing she'll do is call me in the room. They got their foot off you. I said, you told them <laughs> to make themselves at home. That's the way they do at home, I guess. I don't live with them. It's the same thing in God's house. When God invites us in, God tells us to make ourselves at home, but follow God's rule. My youngest son is about to move to California. So they don't, I find out the day before he leaves. So he was leaving next week. So my wife said to me, Ian's leave, moving to California. I said, does, does he have money? You can't just go out to California and live in his car. She said, I don't know. I called him. See, Andre, you got to get ahead. Because, see, it's going to come back to me. So get ahead of the situation. So I called him up. I said, hey, man, your mom said you're moving to California. He said, yeah, I got to go. And I got to find out if I can make it. And if I can't, I'll come back. But I'm going out to California. So I said, well, how much money you got? I said, you're going to need at least five to $10,000 to get out there, at least to hold you a, a couple of months. He said, I got about 1100 I said, are you going to? I have a niece out in California, went to school and she stayed. I said, are you staying with Toya? He said, no. I said, where are you going to stay? I'm going to not with 11. It's going to cost 700 to drive out there in gasoline. <laughs> I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, well, I got to be out my apartment by the end of the month. This generation. I said, listen here, my man. I'm going to tell you something that's going to hurt me, but this is just the right thing. I said, come and stay home. Would your mother and I for five months? Five, not six. <laughs> five months. Take that 1500 you paying in, in rent, save it. So at least in five months, if you save it, you will have at least 7500 plus the 1200 you got there. You have about $8,700. I said, but May 30th, you got to make a decision. Either California or back to Middle River, wherever you're from. But you can't stay longer. See, what am I doing? I'm inviting him back into my house, but the house has rules. And you understand that? It's the same thing with God's house. When we come into God's house, God has rules in his house. And God is not allowing us to stay in his house forever. 
never unless we understand the rules. In Proverbs chapter number 14, in verse number 12, the Bible says, there is a way that seems right unto man. He said about the ways of it is death. There is a way that seems right unto man. But what is so, Brother Johnson, what was so amazing when I was, when I was looking at that in Proverbs chapter number 14 and verse number 12, there is a way which seems right unto a man but the end there is are the ways of death. But the proverb writer thought that was so important that he wrote it again. In Proverbs 16 and 25, he says the same thing. Just in case you stumble over 12, let me show you this again. The exact same writing. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. See, when we come to the Lord, there is some things that we need to know. And the first thing that we need to know, God is not asking our opinion. Salvation, he didn't ask us to put in our two cents. God's, and see, some, you, you find people that always say, well, I know this, why? It just seems right. Why do you do things the way you do it? Well, it just seems right. What well, does God says it? If God said it, you don't have to worry about it. But we can't go by the way something seems. Who is it right to? Every one of us in here got our opinion on the holidays. Some celebrate, some don't. Some can't wait for it to come, some can't wait for it to leave. And when you think of the things that are important in life, you can't put all of your faith in the holiday. Something else got to be more important in our lives. In Genesis chapter 3. The Bible says that the serpent, I think I told you all this last time. The serpent was more crafty than any beast which God had made. The thing that we must understand is that Satan do not take what we do not have in order to further his goal. He takes what we have and he uses that. And the one thing, if you are a smart person, 
Satan will not try to make you dumb. He would want you to be smart because he would want you to think that you are the smartest cookie in the cookie jar. When we come to the Lord, Satan knows that we are coming and he knows he can't keep us from coming. All he wants to do is get a ride every now and then. Who's going to carry me this morning? In the last, I'm going to say five years, and I probably mentioned this to you all, young guys in the body who's preachers of the word of God, and most of them grew up in the church, gotten to the point, I don't want to preach no more. And the other saying, I can't find in my heart to tell you that the Bible is 100% right. I'm not talking about someone outside. I'm talking about someone that is inside of the church. Now, watch what the Bible said. Heaven and earth going to pass away, but the word of God is going to stay forever. So you know what they said? The Bible's right, but the different the version are false. You can't just trust every version. Bible is right. Translation is false. Don't trust every translation. It makes you think. This young guy that I knew that went from St. Louis to Florida. I think I met him like 15 years ago. And I'm like, this guy, Andre, this boy was just ridiculous when it came to the scripture. Not only quoting them, but understanding the scriptures. But what Satan had done with him is to make him to come to this conclusion that God had given him something that God hadn't given anybody else. I was talking to Brother McClendon in Jacksonville, and I asked him about him. He said, man, he left the church because he says there can't be just one. Translation, flaw. So, inquiring minds wants to know. In my Wednesday night class, I'll have us read, what, three or four different translate, don't I? Three or four different translations. 
in every see, see the difference is the wording may be different but the thought is still the same if you go from the King James to an amplifier a new life they talk those new trans they talk the way we talk but the contents is still the same. See, the, the one thing that we must always understand, the word of God has to stand forever unless God is a liar. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will stand forever. And so I, I kind of say to myself, I know the earth is going to go. But why does heaven have to go? And this is just my opinion. Don't go looking for this in the scripture. Because when God brings us to heaven, it has to be different than the way heaven is today. That's just my opinion. Paul said, then the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive shall be changed in the twinkling of eye and caught up with him in the heaven. See, today, heaven is pure. When we get there, heaven has to be pure, but we have to change. So I'm assuming that's what Jesus said. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Why? How do you know that, Brother Fraser? Because remember what John said? I saw a new heaven and a new earth. What is the new heaven and the new earth, John? John said, I don't know, but I saw a new one. And then why is there a new one? When God decides to change, God makes a new one. Remember what he said in the Hebrew letter, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Not according to the covenant I made with them when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. When God says, I'm going to change the law. If God found fault, he's going to correct it. But we don't have the authority to do it. And, and, and so many times we want the Bible to read what we wanted instead of us doing what the Bible says. So now the, the, you got preachers say, man, the translation is just flawed. How could it be? Paul says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. I'm going to the judgment with the flaw translation. And say to God, just the word. If I've done something wrong, I've done it based on the word in the Bible. So then I came to the conclusion I was laying in the bed. See, sometimes it's nothing like when you do self-evaluation. 
But see, in self-evaluation, you got to first be honest with yourself. So sometimes, Brother Johnson, I just sit there and, and I said to myself, are you doing the right thing according to God or are you doing the right thing or you're doing something to benefit you? See, laws are good when you don't benefit from them. You can't put laws in so you can benefit from them because they're, they're not good laws because all the laws are based upon your thoughts. That's why God could not leave Christianity up to man. But all of us got to come to God in the same manner. Now, let me make this clear. I got flaws just like every other person. So I, I, I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to believe what I read in the Bible. Because Jesus didn't say that I was going to stand forever. But he said his words will stand forever. So the word is true whether we want to believe it or not. Seeing, watch what he says. Seeing that you have purified your soul and obeying in the truth unto unfamed love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again of incorruptible seed. When you are pure, you should have love for one another different from the love that you have for your neighbors. He that loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves sons or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He that who do not deny themselves is not worthy of me. What are you saying, Jesus? Jesus is telling us that God had given us his best and God expect our best in return. It's nothing like having one thought in your mind. And the scripture giving you another thought. And you want your thought to be right when it battles against the scriptures. So what do we do? How could we then find what God is seeking in our lives? God is seeking that we be able to open his book and see what he tells us to do and do it. You say, well, I can't see it. God never asked us to see. He said we walk by faith and not by sight. 
do we know who's going to be here tomorrow? We walk by faith. It's the faith of God that we have. And to live. In one of the most educated, civilized country in all the world. And to struggle with ignorance at the same time. There is no king in Israel. So everyone does what he sees in his own eyes. Can you imagine what worship would be if all of us decided to put in what we want in worship? How do we love? If we love one another the way we love ourselves, wouldn't life be better? Wouldn't life be grand? Why can't we? Why can't we just love one another with a pure heart fervently? Because this is just an, this is me again. I just believe that we don't fully grasp what Christianity is all about. What do you mean by that, Brother Frazier? Because if you realize that in Christianity you offer nothing except what the benefit is. Let me help you. Let me help you. Who in here served in the military? Have anybody? Yeah. These folks who, raise your hand just one more time. These folks served in the military, took an oath to take care of my safety. And I gave nothing. They didn't ask me. They did it. I slept under the very flag that they defended every day. And they don't ask for nothing. But what do we do? We go to bed. I've never went to sleep one night in my life worrying about somebody intruding this country. They ain't never drop a bomb in Harford County. And I don't even think about it. But they stand on the wall every day. And we sleep under the very freedom that they provide for us. And they don't ask for nothing in return. Do you understand that? How many of you got, got to worry about somebody dropping a bomb in your neighborhood today? 
No, we don't. Why? Because we got one of the best military in the world. And if you understand that about the military, understand this about being a Christian. You put nothing into it except the benefit that gains from it. And all God asks us to do is love one another. You can't be righteous enough. At our best, the Bible said we are about 50 rags before God. At our best. And how many days, I, I can't number the days on one hand this week that I was at my best, Brother Johnson. So my whole week is based upon God and what God sees in me in spite of me. We walk in on Sunday morning with a halo, thinking that we're more righteous than thou. Instead of walking in humbly knowing that without God, I wouldn't have been here. Without God's love for us, and not because we deserve his love, but because who he is. Brother Goodman, were you in the military when they had the draft? You just volunteered. Let me just ask this question. Why? Didn't have to. Damn it, did you have to be drafted or you just volunteered? Tracy, you volunteer or you were drafted? Volunteer. Andre? Volunteer. Volunteer. Brother Fraser, why didn't you go? I caught the bus <laughs> going to sign up to go into the Navy. When the bus stopped in front of the federal building, I sat there. <laughs> it's the closest I came to serving this country, Brother Johnson. Going in front of the federal building didn't get off, wasn't going to volunteer. Put my life in the hands of those who volunteer. Live under the very freedom that they provide. The, Hebrew, the Ephesians writer said, before the foundation of the world, God, God, and God had a meeting. And God volunteered to come and die for you and I. Wasn't drafted. Volunteer. We live in a country of freedom where folks volunteer to protect us from the enemy. And our spiritual lives are based upon God volunteering to die for us. So what have we contributed? 
thing we do is enjoy the freedom that is provided. And we come on Sunday morning not grateful enough to say, thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die for our sins. And all that is based upon the enduring word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. The Bible cannot be flawed because the Bible is the sincere word of God. And what does that word say? The word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Believe the word that you hear that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, that he died and that he buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins. You got to change. Confess Jesus as Lord. Lord have mercy. Except you become as little children. Be baptized in water for the remission of your sins. And God will grant you eternal life. This little guy come. I don't know why. Maybe he want to preach or whatever he want to do. But we'll find out in a minute while he come. If you're in this audience this morning and you find yourself a distance from God, you need to come. Put Jesus Christ on in baptism. And if you're a member of the Lord's church, don't let nobody tell you that the Bible is flawed. That the word of God is no longer important. That the word of God doesn't mean today what it meant yesterday. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. Would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected?